Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5 podcast. I'm your coach, Pamela Pritchard, and I help you go from employee to business owner. Whether you're creating your first client or learning how to create clients on repeat whilst holding down your day job, I'll help you make your business dreams a reality. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Build Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5 podcast. In this episode, I am going to be kicking off with the first of a three-part series centered all around your nine-to-five. The first one is going to be about being in the nine-to-five whilst you build your coaching business. The second is going to be about leaving your nine-to-five. And the third is going to be about going back to your nine-to-five as you're building your coaching business. So let's dive in. In today's episode, this one is all about being in the nine to five. Most of my listeners, most of my clients are currently in a nine to five. And when I say nine to five, it is very much a catch-all phrase for your career, whether or not you identify as someone that's in corporate or not. Maybe you're a teacher, maybe you work in public sector, all of it still applies. You're in an established career where probably similar to me, you did the right thing. You got the education, got the job, worked your way up the career ladder. And here you are in your 30s, 40s or 50s, realizing you don't really know how you got here. And it was kind of just an an unfolding of going one foot in front of the other and doing your best to get promoted at every opportunity, to get every bonus under the sun, to to move up the ladder, to go from role to role or progress in your current company. And one day you wake up and realize, what the hell am I doing with my life? And you find life coaching and here you are realizing that this is who you're meant to be now, loving the world of personal development, of spirituality, of finding yourself. And you know that you want to bring this to the world. You know that this is something that you want to give to other people. If this is you, then you are in the right room. This is everybody that I speak to. Everyone in my community relates to this in some way. And the reason why I do what I do is because when I was transitioning from my corporate career into becoming a life coach, and I now currently do this full time, is that it was just so hard for me. I felt so ripped into, I was split in half. I felt like I was living two identities at once. One being my corporate identity in my client relationship manager role, working for management consultancy in London, in a global organization, playing this role where I had to pretend that I was wanting that progression, where I cared about what the business does, where I could where I cared about what my clients were doing. And I had to, I had to really kind of step into this version of me that I was no longer, even though at one stage that was truly what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. And then on the other hand, I could step into my coaching business, into my personal life and just be me, be spiritual, be connected, enjoy self-care, read personal development books. And I started to notice that when I was at the coffee stations or when I was having lunch or connecting with clients in my in my corporate role, I definitely felt this dissonance. I felt like being in the nine to five was 
me kind of playing a role that I wasn't being authentic and that didn't feel good. And I felt, I started to feel like a bit of an imposter. I started to feel very inauthentic in my role and I really struggled to balance the two. I was desperate for someone to speak to this. I was desperate for someone to be able to acknowledge what I was experiencing. And the worst thing was, is that so many of my friends, so many of my coaching besties were also going through this transition too. And we were the blind leading the blind. Some of us were just like, right, that's it. I've got the financial stability to just go full time and make that leap. Others were like, I don't know what to do. I have priorities. I have a mortgage. And then I was watching other business coaches who were just talking about jumping to those six figure months or six figure years, jumping right in, making huge investments, doing things that didn't feel authentic to me, like DMs or showing up in a way that I didn't feel like I had the capacity or the energy to do. And I didn't start off as a business coach, clearly. I mean, you can tell. I was definitely not in any fit state to be a business coach when I first became a life coach, but I was excellent at what I did, which was career change. That was what my profession was. I had a background in HR. I had a background in helping people transition into new careers. I was excellent at CV writing, um, salary negotiation, interview preparation. And so that was what my first services were in my coaching business. And that's when I went from career coaching into career change coaching and purpose coaching. And from there, I was supporting professionals who were burnt out, who wanted to find their purpose. And lo and behold, I started to attract life coaches. And that was how I transitioned from career coach into business coach. The reason why I'm telling you this is because your story is probably similar to me. You have found life coaching. You know that this is who you're meant to be now. You also know that your identity in the current job and the current career that you're in isn't really who you are anymore, but you're not in a position to be able to go all in on your business and go full time into your business. Now, I want to offer that those two things are not one and the same. My very first podcast episode was about what going all in really means. And then my very second podcast episode was what going full time really means. So I definitely invite you to go back and revisit those if you feel like you need a refresher on that, because you can be all in on your business and still be in your nine to five. Oh my God, I wish someone had told me that when I was in your boots. So here I am sharing the good word so that you can sustain your nine to five for as long as you need to until it feels safe for you to go full-time into your coaching business, if that's a goal of yours. And if you don't plan to go full-time into your coaching business, perfect. That's beautiful for you. And this episode will still be highly valuable to help you find a way to balance the both. Now, this being said, I want to warn you that at the end of this episode, I will be selling to you. I am here to help you build your coaching business around the nine to five or to stay out of the nine to five if you're if you're already out. I have some beautiful programs and beautiful ways that you can work with me. So if this episode is valuable to you and you think, okay, yeah, she's my kind of girl and I like what she's saying and I feel like she can help me, then when I get to the selling part, I'll let you know. And if you want to stay around, you can hear all about it. So... I've got some notes here. If you're watching this on YouTube and catching this on video, then you'll see me glancing down and it's because I want to make sure I capture everything I want to share with you today. I've got six key things that I'm going to be sharing with you. It is about balance and boundaries, skill transferability, networking opportunities, financial stability, 
reverence for your current role. And then lastly, blaming your current role. So let's start off with balance and boundaries. I think this is the big thing that I see lots of coaches struggle with. And I I actually didn't struggle with this too much because I had already been through a bit of a journey by the time I'd started my coaching business. I'd already done a lot of personal development. I'd already been through my little burnout stage. I say little, it was big at the time. I had been through my own burnout. I'd been through, um, sorry, I have cat hair on my lip. (laughs) I won't edit that out. Oh God, how embarrassing. I had been through a burnout a couple of years before I had found life coaching. And at that stage, I had found personal development and spirituality. And I knew that when I got burnt out and I had a panic attack at work, I knew that I needed to implement some better boundaries. I knew that I had to look after myself to prioritize my health, my well-being, my fitness, because that's such a big part of me staying sane, staying as as good as I can is really maintaining my my fitness and my physical exertion. And I also found books like Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, um, Jen Sincero, How to Be a Badass. These books literally changed my life. And I'm sure they've changed yours or you're probably reading them right now. They're so brilliant. So I was at already a stage where I had already decided that I needed firm boundaries. If you know that you are not quite at that stage yet, then definitely do not skip ahead because this part is so relevant to you. The biggest thing for you in your coaching business and having a nine to five at the same time is that you have to remember that your nine to, that your business isn't there to save you from your nine to five. It might feel like it is because it gives you so much fulfillment and it gives you so much joy and so much purpose. But if you simply go from the frying pan into the fire, and I would honestly say that having a business is the fire and having a a nine to five is the frying pan, then you're possibly setting yourself up for failure. And if you have a fear of failure, and if you have a fear of success, then definitely lean in here. Because you having sound boundaries now, whilst you're juggling the both, will make you a better business owner and a better employee in the long run. I firmly believe that a solid CEO mindset is invaluable to anyone, regardless if they have a business or not. So you're currently straddling two worlds. You are an employee and you're a business owner. Developing your CEO mindset, having strict boundaries, only being available when you say you will, and knowing that you have boundaries around the hours that you give your nine to five and the hours that you give your business is going to set you up for success. So some ways that I see coaches who are building their business around the nine to five or trying to stay out of the nine to five really betray their own boundaries is that they work for hours on end on their business, way beyond the point of exhaustion or the point of like, I'm so over this and I'm definitely not in my problem solving um, prefrontal cortex anymore. I know I did this at the beginning. I was like so focused and so committed and so dedicated. I didn't know when to stop. And honestly, I sometimes still fall into this now. I'm still learning to be my own best client and my own best coach. You're going to be doing the same. There are going to be days where you finally have like a bank holiday or you've maybe done it over Christmas or you have a Sunday all to yourself and you spend the whole of it doing your business and working 
even though you know that you're mentally exhausted and you need to rest and tune in and listen to yourself. There's always going to be more to do. There's always going to be more to do in your business. There's always going to be more to do in your job. But your job is a place where you're going to get paid anyway, where it's going to be there no matter what. And obviously that's not technically true, but you can generally rest assured that if you decide to lean back a little bit, then they maybe probably won't even notice at the beginning. And I think this is something that you can really start practicing in your nine to five so that you can allow that practice to feed into your business. Be strict on the time that you want to give it. I did a whole episode on this called how to create time to build your coaching business. Go and prioritize that episode after this if you know that this is something that you need to do. Also, having prioritization for the support that you need, the self-care that you need. Maybe this means investing in yourself. Sometimes time and money, really they, they really play a tug of war with each other. They're always hand in hand. Sometimes we think we can do it all by ourselves. We're refusing to delegate. We're refusing to get support. We're refusing to invest. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So notice if the boundaries that you have in your nine to five are spilling into your business and be onto yourself. I always say this, you'll hear this. You probably have this a million times if you've already been listening to my, my podcast for a while. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So you need to be onto yourself because if there's habits that don't serve you in your nine to five, those habits will very quickly spill over into your business. Be onto yourself, know what they are, and give yourself permission to make a change. The next thing is if you're in the nine to five, start looking at your nine to five with some reverence. I'm going to go into that a little bit later. But one of the ways that you can do this practically today is by realizing how much your nine to five currently gives you. There are so many transferable skills that you already have in your nine to five. Last year, actually the year before last, I did a brilliant workshop called Your Success Leaves Clues. I love the workshop. And to this day, my clients still catch up with it. My one-to-one clients who have access to it, catch up with it. And they always say to me, oh my God, I didn't realize how much I could bring to the table already. I think sometimes we think we're a newbie in our coaching business. And we forget that we have a whole career behind us that we can leverage our skills and experience from. You have public speaking, presenting, managing teams, managing budgets, strategizing for your business, dealing with difficult situations, dealing with creative problem solving, creative aspects, customer service, client management, operations management. All of these skills that you're leveraging in your current nine to five are invaluable in your business. Start looking on yourself with some respect, with some love, with some pride, because everything that you bring to the table from your career is 100% going to serve you in your coaching business. And the sooner you see that in yourself, the sooner your clients can start or your audience can start seeing it in you as well. If you don't own it, how can you expect anyone else to own it? I know it's easy to want to go into your coaching with a beginner's mindset, but don't use that against yourself and pretending that you don't bring anything to the table. You bring so much to the table. The same is true if you're a mother, if you're a wife, if you uphold a house, all of these things are true. You can transfer this principle to anything, but in your nine to five, even if you're not that experienced, even if you're actually not that senior in your nine to five, 
the fact that you're not that senior in your nine to five probably means that you take on hell of a lot more responsibility than or do you do a lot more of the doing, a lot more of the actioning than what some of your managers do. And vice versa. Even if you're in a management role, and a lot of my clients really relate to this, you're in a management role or a senior management role or C-suite, and you're in a position where you've done all the doing, you've done all the execution, you've done all that hard graft and hard work, and you can kind of do your job like the back of your hand. You can do it with your eyes closed. You know your job inside out, so it doesn't feel effortful. So you're forgetting how much people lean on you. You're forgetting how much your expertise is invaluable to that organization. And you're forgetting to realize how valuable you really are. So start leveraging some of these skills. Start seeing yourself the way others see you. Start seeing yourself the way your favorite um, bestie at work sees you or how your manager sees you if you have a good relationship with them. And start using that as leverage to build your own self-belief and bring it into some of your content. Bring some of those stories into your marketing this is how your clients are going to be able to rate, relate to you, to connect to you, to see you as the leader, as the authority, as someone that if you've done this in your career, then maybe you can help them do that in theirs, even if you're not a career coach. Also notice in your nine to five, how many opportunities there are. Maybe you're not leveraging the public speaking opportunities, the presenting opportunities, the way that you can show your ability to strategize or manage operations or deal with difficult problems. Maybe there's opportunities at work that you're shying away from because you're worried that you don't have the capacity to hold it all. But I want to offer, if you're in your nine to five and you're showing up, you're present and you're doing the work, sometimes being your full self, showing up fully without giving out, without not having boundaries actually allows you to be more of yourself in your business too. And again, as I said earlier, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're thriving in your business, rather, if you're thriving in your nine to five, maybe that's what you need to thrive in your business, permission to be excellent at both. Now, some of you may be hearing that thinking, Pamela, I do not have the capacity to be excellent at both. It's one or the other. And if that's your truth, then again, give yourself permission to be in your truth. Where can you lean into your experience in your nine to five so that you don't have to give it your all, so that you don't have to overextend or overexert yourself? Where can you trust that all of that experience and everything that you bring to the table in your nine to five is enough that you can actually lean back a little bit, that you can preserve some energy, that you can maybe just prioritize what you need to prioritize and let that be enough? Both get to be true. Decide what story is yours and own it fully. As you may remember, I did a beautiful uh, ceremony at the beginning of this year called Unwritten. The premise of that, to write your story of 2024 and to review your story of 2023 is that no matter what, you get to be the author of your story. You get to be the author of your nine to five. So where can you tell the story that you want to tell that's going to serve you towards your goals, towards your vision, towards building the business that you dream of making? It starts with what you have. So start with your nine to five. It gets to serve you. Another thing I'd love to highlight as well is in your nine to five, there's also an opportunity for you to get funding, to 
to elevate your coaching experience, to get to get opportunities to coach more in your nine to five as well. When this has been raised with some of my existing one-to-one clients, oh my gosh, the absolute opportunities that have unfolded, especially for those of you who are already in leadership positions, where can you start bringing your coaching into your role? Now, it may not be something that you confront and center, but it might be something that you can start leveraging more to make your nine to five more enjoyable. Maybe there's an opportunity that you can see in your team or your department or the business as a whole where you can bring coaching into that. One of my beautiful one-to-one clients last year actually ended up doing this in her business. And she now does so much, um, so many speaker events, so many panel events that she gets to coach most days in her in her nine to five and she loves it. And it gets to be something that she leans on, that she sees as supporting her as she looks at what she wants to do in her business and all the ways that that can unfold. So I want to just use this as an opportunity for you to expand what's possible for you. And if this doesn't feel possible or realistic, then this is a good opportunity to invite you into one-to-one coaching because this is where one-to-one coaching can really help you balance that nine to five with your business and see the opportunities to make the nine to five more enjoyable for yourself. But I'm hoping this episode is giving you so many ideas already. Number three is the networking opportunities. I bet at work, you are probably quite constrained to the people that you have to work with and that you already work with day to day. Even if you work from home, I would invite you to really expand the people that you network with and expand the conversations that you have with them. So many of my first clients in my first year of business came from my current company. Now, granted, I worked for a very large company, so that was definitely in my favor. But I had clients from America, from England, from Europe, from the outset in my coaching business because I was having conversations with people that I wasn't having conversations with before. Because my outlook had expanded with coaching, because I was more interested in having conversations beyond the oh, here we go again, it's Monday and thank fuck it's Friday. Excuse my language. (laughs) I should have warned you that I do swear. So if you're listening to this in the car with children, then I apologize in advance. I'll try to keep it to a minimum. But if you are fed up of those typical coffee discussions that you have or those typical um, uh, Teams discussions that we have with our colleagues, then I invite you to look beyond who you currently spend your time with in your nine to five. Because I bet you, you're not the only one with a side hustle. You're not the only person that's interested in personal development. It might just be that the conversations that you've currently been having have been restricted to the person who you were before, but now you're expanding. Sometimes with you having an expanded outlook, it opens up opportunities for you to connect with other people in a way that you maybe never have before. I remember that was one of the things that really pleasantly surprised me about my nine to five when in my first year of business. Not only was I opening myself up to opportunities like actually being involved in some of the um, grassroots committees, in some of the LGBTQ plus committees, in the BLM committees, I was also just chatting to people in ways that I had never spoken to them before. I was allowing myself to be just that little bit more vulnerable. I was testing the water with sharing some of the things that maybe I would have shied away from before. I would even like sometimes when I had a quiet moment, read 
a book in the cafeteria that was about personal development, that alone could could um, spark a discussion. Or I'd mention about listening to a podcast on the commute and somebody would say, oh, what podcast do you listen to? And at the beginning, I used to, I used to completely just block those discussions off because I was so scared of being found out. And I realized that I was missing an opportunity to connect. I was missing an opportunity to be more of myself and bring that into my nine to five. And I was missing an opportunity to potentially create clients. And lo and behold, when I started sharing things on my LinkedIn, when I started talking about the podcasts I was listening to on my commute, when I was sharing about the things I was doing outside of my nine to five, just a little bit. I didn't have to give it all away. I didn't have to give all my intentions away. I didn't have to say I was planning to leave. But when I was just sharing about my interests and the things that sparked me, it sparked something in other people, people that I wasn't expecting to be interested. And yeah, some of those people ended up paying me. And that's a beautiful thing. So networking opportunities, you don't know who they're going to refer you to. You don't know where your next client is coming from. And a brilliant phase that I learned from one of my early mentors, your network is your net worth. Start connecting to senior leaders that maybe you haven't connected to before. Even if you're already C-suite, start thinking about the business, not from an employee perspective, even though as C-suite, you're naturally thinking about revenue and profit and operations, but start thinking about it as what if this business was my baby? just like coaching is my baby. Start thinking about your nine to five as a business that belongs to somebody's passion project. What happens then when you think about how you show up in your nine to five or how you lead or how you lead your teams? The shift is massive when you think about a business being a a passion project, even if it's already a massive conglomerate and you're already dealing in billions and billions of revenue. That really shifted something for me. My last organization was literally a multi-billion worldwide management consultancy, technically research and advisory, but a worldwide billion dollar organization. And that's all I ever saw it was. I thought I was just a cog in the wheel. And I remember having this moment where I thought, oh my God, this was somebody's brainchild. This was somebody's passion project one day. That's a really fucking cool thing to think about. And it did allow me to connect to my clients and my my customers and my services and the products that I was selling in a slightly different way. So I'll be intrigued. Drop me a DM if this is connecting to you. If anything in this podcast is connecting to you, I absolutely love to hear it. But this, I think so many of us feel so disconnected from our nine to five. I think sometimes we need a permission slip to say, actually, it's okay to enjoy the nine to five when you're still in it. In fact, do allow that enjoyment to feed into your business. It's okay to have it all. You do get to have it all. Okay, financial stability. This is a big one. I did such, I'm gonna turn it into a podcast episode. So keep an eye out for it after these ones. But inside my free Facebook group, Corporate to Coach, and if you want to join, drop me a DM asking for the link. I would love to have you in there. If if you're relating to this episode, you're still listening and you're still thinking, yeah, this is these are definitely this is a lot to think about, then you want to be in that group because I share some trainings in there. But 
in that group a couple of weeks ago, I shared a training on three ways that you're subconsciously blocking your next paid client. One of them was that you are too comfortable in your nine to five. Now, this, even me saying that it's it's going to resonate or it's not, you might be thinking, I hate my nine to five. I want to leave Pamela. I am not comfortable. And I just want to be full-time in my business already making money. I hear you. But there's always a but. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you here. But is the comfort of receiving a salary every month what's keeping you there? And I'm not saying this to challenge you to prove anything to me or to yourself. That is not the intention of this. The intention of this is to invite you to really imagine before it has to happen in reality, but imagine for a second that you didn't get your salary this month. Would that cause you to sink or swim? I definitely heard about stories of coaches who threw their nine to five to the wind, went all in and full-time into their coaching business. And that was the nudge they needed to make their business work. Now that only works if you have a risk tolerance that allows something like that to work. If that kind of action would spur some kind of belief in you that it's sink or swim, it's all or nothing. But as I said at the very beginning of the episode, and as I said in the very first episode I ever launched, all in energy isn't full-time energy. (laughs) They are not synonymous. You can be all in on your coaching business with a nine to five. Go back to that episode and listen to it again if you haven't listened to it in a while, because you don't have to throw your salary away in order to be all in. But in order for you to be all in, you do need to stop treating your salary and looking at your salary like it's a given. Try this as a mindset shift. Start noticing how appreciative of your salary that you that you are and it doesn't mean don't be grateful it doesn't mean don't expect it but also notice all the ways that you have had to work for it i think something that surprises a lot of business owners is that there is no minimum wage when you start a business i'm just going to have a sip of water here there is no minimum wage when you start a business when you start a business you start at zero The beautiful thing with starting a business is that your salary is uncapped. There is so much potential. But with high potential for success, there's also high barrier to success. Which means, yes, in a lot of ways, it is easier to go out there and get yourself a nine to five and lean back and know you're going to be paid every month. Notice how much of your psyche has been conditioned to be comfortable with that, to feel safe within that because we have been conditioned to do that. That's exactly why we were sent to school. That's exactly why we were sent to uni. It's exactly why we were sent into grad jobs and why we all worked our way up the career ladder to find ourselves where we are today. None of this is your fault. None of this is a bad thing. But I am just saying that this isn't going to necessarily serve you if you want to go into entrepreneurship and be a business owner, because being a business owner means carrying risk. And carrying risk means learning to build your risk tolerance so that when you go full-time in your business, if that's something that you wish, you can handle the risk of potentially having a day or a month or a week, a month or a year where you don't make money. And it's about having the financial plan behind you 
to set yourself up just in case that happens. So whilst you have the comfort of your nine to five, notice the mindset that you have about it. Start thinking about how it might feel not to have your nine to five salary coming in every month and holding all of that risk in your business. And, and I'm not saying, and you know, this is one of those things where I'm never going to pretend running a business doesn't have a high level of risk. There is risk in everything. And there is a risk that you could go into business and not make money one month. Are you willing to hold the risk of that? I am not going to pretend that doesn't exist. I want you to know that that exists so that you can plan for it, so that you can build a nervous system that is ready to take on that risk if it needs to, and preferably have the financial support and the financial comfort behind you to look after yourself if that should ever happen. Which means start looking at your finances. This is something I teach all of my one-to-ones from the outset, to actually start looking at your finances like you're a business owner like your life depends on it. Start looking at your savings, start looking at an emergency fund, start looking at your expenses, start looking at the way that you spend money. It doesn't mean don't be abundant if you currently feel abundant with your very juicy salary package. I'm not saying go into scarcity. I'm saying start being responsible. Being responsible isn't being scarce. Being responsible with your money is what very successful and very financially wealthy people do. That's a good thing. So start looking at that unapologetically. And that is how you start truly embodying being a CEO of your life and your business. Here's another thing I want to invite you to start considering. Start looking at the way that or start shifting the way that you see investing in your business because you have the luxury of financial support coming from outside of your business. One of my clients said this to me, and I've to this day, I credit her for this every time I say it because I love it so much. Your salary gets to be seed money for your business. How beautiful is that? What a beautiful way to shift the way that you think about your nine to five. It's supporting you in building your dreams. It's supporting you in having the support, learning the skills, getting the certification, getting the business support that you crave in order to build the business that you want. That's a great thing. Start leaning into that. Start leaning into the abundance of that. Number five, reverence for your current role. Now I've kind of weaved this into the thread of everything that I've spoke about so far in this episode, but I want to invite you to remember that you'll never, if you do go full-time into your coaching business, and let's just say your coaching business kicks off and it becomes everything and more that you want it to be, that you start creating the clients, the money that you dream of, that you have the freedom that you want, that you can build the lifestyle that you want, that you can coach abundantly and do everything that lights you up. You may never go into a nine to five again. This could be the last nine to five that you ever have. Oh. What a beautiful time to be alive. Can you start looking at where you are right now as exactly where you should be at this stage of your journey? And that if you never end up back in this position again, that this means it's the last time you'll be in this position, that you get to look at your nine to five with reverence, with so much respect, with so much gratitude for everything that led you to this place. 
for the version of you that went to uni, that put herself through that, that went and got those grad roles, that got those entry-level roles, that worked your way up the company ladder. Maybe you never went to uni. Maybe you got an apprenticeship. Maybe you learned from the family business. Maybe you worked your way up and you really grafted your way to the top. All of that stuff is stuff to look back at with so much love, self-respect, with reverence, and to remember that there may be a story that plays out that means you'll never be here again. Really think about that for a second. And when you go into work, it means that you can look at it with a fresh pair of eyes and be like, yeah, I'm glad I've got this. I'm glad I get to have these things. I, I'm glad that I get to have team meetings. I get to chill out on a Friday night. I get to enjoy my little ritual of going to M&S on a Friday and treating myself to a, a beautiful, tasty lunch. M&S, by the way, is a supermarket in England. Um, I don't know what the equivalent would be. Maybe there isn't really a fancy supermarket in Australia, but treating yourself on a Friday, having nights out, having work events, having banter with colleagues, going to corporate events, socializing, being paid to go on excursions, getting a company credit card, having a company laptop, all these silly little things. You, you probably won't have these things in that capacity in your current job, oh, sorry, in your business when you leave. So look at your current nine to five with reverence. Look at the things you do get with, with joy, with respect for self-love. Okay. Last but not least, blaming your nine to five. So if you're in the nine to five, I hear this a lot from coaches who are struggling to build their coaching business. And I say this truly to call you forward and to really shift the mindset because you're giving your power away when you're blaming the nine to five. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not an excuse for tolerating any kind of business practice that is a serious detriment to your mental health, to your well-being, that discriminates you, that treats you unfairly or pays you poorly. You owe it to yourself to go out there and get yourself a job that actually gives you what you need to sustain yourself. This is a permission slip to leave your nine to five and go get yourself a better one if your current job is actually discriminating against you in any way. We do not tolerate that here and I am not advocating for that. That being said, for many of us here, the truth is, and our truth is, is that actually our job isn't so bad, that it is comfortable, that we can do it with our eyes closed, that we know it like the back of our hand. And because of our lack of boundaries, because we're used to doing, being in these habits and routines that aren't necessarily serving us, because we're used to giving our power away, we're blaming our nine to five for the things that we haven't really set up and paid attention to in our business. Now, I say this not just because I see it happening to other coaches, because I totally did this when I was in my nine to five. I just wanted to be saved. I just wanted somebody to just give me clients, to hand it to me on a platter. I wanted just to be able to post, do something pretty, feel all motivated and inspired. And then people would be popping in my DMs saying, how can I throw money at you? And I was devastated when that didn't happen at the beginning. And yes, to a degree, you will get to a stage where that starts to happen for you. 
But all of that happens when you have the foundations of your business in place, where you have an offer that you back 100%, that you know the reasons why you're doing it that way, and that your choices as a CEO are coming from an embodied place, not because you you watch somebody else do it online and you're trying to copy their strategy. Not because you're trying to be in a million places at once and you're burning yourself out because you don't have constraint in your co- in your coaching business with your marketing and your sales efforts. Because you have a well-thought-out strategy, because you are supported and you know that you have everything in place for your business so that you can't blame your nine-to-five when things aren't working out. I can say this directly i can say this bluntly because honestly i'm talking to me from 2020 when i really really thought that building a coaching business was simply posting and hoping and having some kind of offer idea and not really spending the time to think it out not knowing what it really took to think it out thinking that what i had already done was enough when really i had just scratched the surface Now, I don't want you to use this part against yourself because you are enough, you are valuable, you are worthy, and it is highly likely that you have wildly underestimated just how much you need to do to build a sustainable coaching business. And I am not afraid to tell you that because I wish someone had told me this when I had started. I thought that mentioning my offer once in a blue moon in stories was enough. I thought that hiding my CTA amongst a whole body of content at the bottom of my email was enough. I thought that emailing my email list once a week was enough. I thought that going live once a month was enough. Now, this isn't just about doing crazy amounts in your business, but this is about building your capacity to a level where you are showing up abundantly, where you are showing up frequently, where people know who you are, they know what you're about, and there is no guessing how you can help them, what the problem is that you solve, and what the offer is that you are that you are selling right now. If you know in yourself that you're not at that place, this is a sign to get the business support you need to get your business off the ground, because I know that that's what you want and that's what you deserve. You deserve a business that is off the ground, that has the foundations in place, that has a beautiful offer that you love to sell, that you love to speak about confidently at a price that feels aligned to you through messaging that feels aligned, that speaks directly to the person that it speaks to. And none of those things are solved in your nine to five. The problems with you ha- that you have with your nine to five are nine to five problems. Don't expect to solve your business problems with your nine to five. Yes, have boundaries. Yes, leverage the skills that I was speaking of earlier. Yes, ask for funding. Yes, network with people and enjoy your nine to five and look at it with reverence and treat your business as a separate entity that needs its own support, needs its own energy, needs its own capacity. Alrighty. That was everything I wanted to share today. That was a huge episode. As always, I know you know this by now. I don't hold back. (laughs) I genuinely say all this because I want to support you. And I know I needed someone to tell me those things when I was going through it. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, right, 
Pamela has clearly been in my shoes. She is definitely the coach for me. And you're resonating with how I say things and what I'm about. Then I would absolutely love to invite you in to take a step closer and come and work with me and hire me as your coach. At the time of this recording, I have two beautiful offers for you to jump into. The first, of course, is my Thrive one-to-one four-month coaching program, where you get high-level, high-touch support with me to meet with me weekly, as well as Voxer support in between sessions, as well as the online program to learn everything you need to know about setting up your business fundamentals and becoming the coach and business owner that you know you need to become. And I also have your next paid client, which is the Selful CEO 10-week business program for you to set those business foundations, to have me teaching you over the next 10 weeks to set those business foundations, create your offer, set your price, choose your marketing strategy, get your messaging refined, clear, and focused towards the client that you dream of serving whilst developing your CEO mindset, embodiment, and capacity to show up in the way that you want to. Now, everybody who joins my one-to-one also gets access to this program if you join in January. And to be honest, these programs really do go hand in hand. So depending on your budget and what feels comfortable for you right now, your next paid client is obviously a lower entry um, program for you to join if investing in one-to-one doesn't feel safe yet expansive for you right now. But if it does, do not hesitate because there is nothing like getting one-to-one support in your coaching business. Both are beautiful programs. Both are standalone in their own right. We kick off your next paid client on Monday. That's the 15th of January. And for those of you who are catching this this episode later, I will be keeping enrollment open for the Your Next Paid Client program all the way to this 22nd of January, 2024. So if you're still listening to this at before uh, the 22nd of January, 2024, there is time to jump into your next paid client 10-week CEO, Soulful CEO business program. So the way to join is by going to the show notes or going to my website, www.coachingwithpamela.com or dropping me a DM anywhere where you can find Coaching with Pamela, that's on Instagram or uh, Messenger, then drop me a DM and I'll get you the link and you can join by uh, payment plan or pay in full, whatever feels most expansive and safe for you. If you would like to join me one-to-one and you really want to go all in on your business and you want my support to help you do that, then we start off with a free 60-minute consult to meet and connect and see if this is the right fit. See if when we meet in real life, the connection still feels as good as it does when you're listening to this episode. And if it feels good, I will invite you to join Thrive and you can jump straight into your next paid client as a complimentary access to that program as well. So that's everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful episode. This is just the first part of two additional episodes where I'm going to be talking about leaving the nine to five and going back to the nine to five, if that's more relevant to you. So thank you so much for joining me. Drop me a DM and let me know if this was helpful. And I can't wait to see you inside Thrive or your next paid client very, very soon. Much love and see you in the next episode. 